Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. edition of the Netcourt Podcast. I'm your co-host Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host Richie Schneiderite. Uh, you guys are probably a little sick of hearing from us, but I mean the news just <laughs> keeps coming. It won't stop coming, as a famous artist once said. Um, but Delquan Warren decommitted today. He was uh, Rutgers point guard commitment from the class of 2024. He was ranked top 75 in the rivals, top 150. It's a big loss, but uh, he was a little bit of an unexpected commitment at the time and obviously an unexpected decommitment right now. And I know it might feel like, you know, just another punch while Rutgers fans are down, but Richie talk about a little bit about the decommitment and maybe why that's not necessarily, you know, that's not necessarily the feeling we should have right now. Yeah. So I guess we'll start from the beginning. Um, why did he decommit? Sounds like just based on a couple people I talked to, um, it sounds like he was a little intimidated. End of the day, there's only one ball on the court, and there's five players on the court. And you got Ace Bailey coming in. He's going to get the ball more than anyone. Arguably, maybe it'd be a 1A, 1B if a certain someone from down the street in New Jersey um, was also to come in. Then you're right away, you're the third option. Like, yep. And you're not going to get the ball much when uh, that certain someone up the street, <laughs> Dylan Harper, if you guys didn't figure that one out by now. Um, <laughs> has the ball in his hands dribbling it up the court like he's the one that's probably going to take it up the court for the most part ace is going to play a little bit more off ball if those two play together which they, they kind of did already actually um down in atlanta so that's that's the, always pretty cool at the junior national camp oh yeah, forgot about that too Jeez. That. yeah so they played together a couple times already so and then that kind of leaves delquan on the outside sitting or sitting on the outside looking in um, so yeah, it does sound like he's going to go take some other visits. He still likes Rutgers. He's still showing some love to Rutgers. Uh, you just mentioned before he did commit to Rutgers on kind of a, on a whim a little bit. And this is where I, it kind of, we're, I'm not going to turn it into this, but this is where the facilities versus NIL debate kind of comes into play too, because Ace Bailey committed after a big game at the rack. Delquan Warren committed after a big game at the rack. And that's where facilities are in play and how important they are. But before that game, Delquan told um, told our national guys that he was going to take a couple visits. He was going to go to Rutgers in this order: Rutgers, Michigan, no Mississippi State, Alabama, Illinois, and Louisville for unofficial visits to check out places. He went to Rutgers, and that was it. Done. Like fell in love. Um, that's kind of what a lot of good programs do, though. That's what you're supposed to do. You get these kids locked up as soon as they're on campus. Don't even let them look anywhere else. Did he look anywhere else? No, but now he's going to probably look elsewhere. So he did. He did make some interesting comments when he did commit. Though I don't know if you remember, he, mm -hmm. he said like, you know, I'm still keeping my options open, but I am committed. Yes. Like it very, sounded very like Florida kid uh, for what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just to reiterate, this is not a situation where Rutgers is losing him because an NIL offer came in. This is because mm -hmm. he wanted to reevaluate his situation and find possibly a better situation for him. He hasn't mm -hmm. fully written Rutgers off. He could still end up at Rutgers. I mean, I don't think either of us are expecting it at this point, but it's not like Rutgers is off his list entirely, right? Exactly. Um, also, it's something of note. Um, he did want to visit Ohio State back then. He didn't have a visit scheduled. 
He is an Ohio native. He's from Geneva, Ohio. He does play his basketball in Keystone Prep over in PA. How that works, I have no idea. East Bailey's from Tennessee, and he's playing in Georgia. Make it make sense. It doesn't. Who uh, who else? Lathan Somerville's playing in Georgia, and he's an Illinois native. So yep. high school basketball is just a wild like time of in your life where I guess you're just moving mostly. Um, yep. Yep. But yeah, no, I wouldn't be too worried about this. Delquan's a good point guard. Don't get me wrong. Good facilitator, great vision, great, 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 great defender. Yep. Can he shoot? Can he score? Eh, mm, not really that much, but it would have been nice to have him compliment. Uh, I think he actually complimented uh, Dylan Harper and Ace Bailey pretty well and would be that facilitator type role. Um, but end of the day, it is what it is, and you just you move on. You got Derek Simpson still going to be there in a couple years. Um, Jermichael Davis is looking better and better every time I watch tape on him. Um and there's the portal. The way the portal works is you're probably going to get a guard. You got a guard last year in Cam Spencer. Ooh, wait, look, you got another guard this year in Noah Fernandes. So you're probably going to end up getting another guard eventually. The portal, I'd be shocked if Rutgers didn't take at least one to two portal guys every single year going forward based on the way it works now. Yeah, and I think you have to. Um, it's just there's going to be guys who leave every year, and you're going to have to replace them every year. And those guys could leave. You know, Rucker in Rucker's case, it's been mostly due to graduation, but moving forward, it's probably going to be because they leave early for the NBA, some of their top players. So you got to find replacements and you got to just make use of the transfer portal more than you ever have, because that's just the, the new status quo of college basketball and college sports in general. It's heavily focused on the transfer portal and retaining your players and trying to go get other people's players. It's just the way that's, it is. Yeah, that's just, that's exactly how it works now. And, uh, now, where are they going to go? There's still some options in this 2024 class, too, that, that a lot of people aren't uh, aren't really talking about. Joel Bathia is over at, I think he's still at Archbishop Wood in uh, PA. He's one to keep an eye on. He's had an amazing leap in the rankings. He uh, he went from, like, I, when I first started covering him or first started got a Rutgers offer, I think it was trying to pop up because we were that little thing. Oh, yeah, he wasn't ranked. Um, <laughs> wasn't ranked in the top 100 wow. or top 150. He was ranked the three-star. And you know where he's at right now? He's at number 39 overall. And, wow. uh, yeah, now that's going to be a little bit of a tough one, though, because Rutgers has been in it for a long time, but so is Miami. Um, ironically, he's in Temple, which just, no, um, not going to happen, yeah. probably. But uh, Notre Dame as well. I, I would keep an eye on Rutgers there. He did visit last uh, this past season, so that's that's one to keep an eye on. Um, there, there's other guards out there, too, and like um, Dell Jones, ZZ Clark. Um, Trying to think, there is one more. I'm not even going to try to pronounce Nate Grugengomba. Grugengomba. I always say I'm not going to pronounce it. I go for it anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, like Dylan's like a lead guard. Like he's not. A, I know he's listed as a shooting guard, but he's like he's going to have the ball in his hands most of the time. He's going to be taking the ball up at the very least. So, and that's kind of what most of your best players do. Now, would could Ace take the ball up? I mean, I, I don't see why not. I guess he definitely could. Like you put the ball on the court yeah. easily, um, but. End of the day, Delquan Warren, who did take a nice leap in the rankings as well, is no longer committed, and Rutgers goes from number two in 2024 to number three. Big whoop. Um, yep. There's, they still have two very good pieces committed, and we could talk about those two pieces, I guess. Yeah, yeah. so obviously the, the jewel of the class is still Ace Bailey. Uh, you've mm -hmm. heard some very good news regarding <laughs> Ace Bailey. Uh, tell us, you know, dump out the dump out the notebook on Ace because you've got All some right. interesting news for from him the last few days. 
Well, I got a tidbit here first, but we're going to start with Somerville real quick, just to throw this out there because yeah, I don't really have appetizer, much. You know, we don't want yeah. to have the, the main course first. Exactly. You're right. You're right. We, I don't have much else on Lathan other than the fact that it sounds like he's pretty solidly committed. Doesn't this has no effect on him? Hey, Lathan, you lost your point guard. Okay, like I still have Ace next to me. Ah, yeah, I'm okay. Whatever. Don't matter. <laughs> um. Anyway, Ace Bailey also is never. I'm going to say never. I'll, I'll be very adamant about that. Is never going to decommit pending. Brandon Knight, uh, coach, new coach, Smoke Williamson, and Steve Peichel just leaving all of a sudden to take a new job. All three, and even TJ I'll throw in there too because TJ has been building a pretty good relationship with, with him as well. Unless this staff all of a sudden just like up and quits, Ace is not going anywhere. Like Ace is solidified as a commit. Um, we could start with the beginning where there was some talk about him going to 2023. That's not going to happen. He's going to finish his senior year at uh, McEachern High School. I think I got that one accurate too. That was pretty good pronunciation. Um, Yeah. So he's going to finish the senior year there. So do you mind if we, we talk about that for a second? So was it even possible for him to reclassify? Cause I know he's, he's kind of young for his age. Like he's still 16. He hasn't turned 17 till like, I think July. So would he have even been able to, there was talk that he probably could have, I don't know the logistics behind it, but there was talk that he probably could have if, if they wanted to, but, um, after talking to a lot of people doing their, their background and their research, the, it sounds like ACE is definitely going to stay another year in high school. He looked, they did look into it though. So that's, that's always something to be interesting. An interesting wrinkle in that is that the NBA draft has a requirement. Not only do you have to be one year out of high school, but you have Mm -hmm. to turn 19 in that calendar year of the draft. So if he was to reclassify, he could not go, to the NBA draft in 2024, he would still have to wait till 2025, similar to how the Omani Bates situation played out. Mm-hmm. So he reclassified, went to Memphis a year early, things didn't work out. He went to Eastern Michigan. Now he's in the draft. So yeah, that's, so. that's just a caveat to it. I mean, he could mm-hmm. probably make good NIL money for two years rather than one. Of course. But this is yeah. uh yeah, obviously he's probably got good reasoning behind this decision. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that. He's not going to reclass. They looked into it. It is what it is. That That's fine. I don't think anyone like really minds it because that 2024 lineup could be ins- insanely special. Um, but he, more importantly, for all you worrying, like, is he going to commit? No, no. He's going to New Jersey this weekend. Like he's interesting. He's, yeah, he's going he's to New gonna, Jersey this weekend. Why is he going to New Jersey this weekend? I don't know. I just heard he's just going to go check out campus, hang out with some of the guys. Um, it's, I, I'm not sure if this is a fact or not, but move-in day is very, very soon. And he's going with Jamichael Davis. I don't know if it's going to be move-in day this weekend or an upcoming weekend because it does come up pretty fast, and I think it's usually June. But I think it's just Memorial Day weekend, and he wants to get away. And it's kind of like, hey. there's two windows for it. I think you okay. can come in, in May or June. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this this is around the time you normally would, would move in for the May window. So. Yeah, I'm still trying to work on confirming if it's a move-in or not. I know him and Jamichael are both going to campus. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if a certain someone was just like hanging out with them because they they talk a ton apparently. Like Ace Bailey and Dylan talk more than more than we do podcasts. Wow, that is, and that's a lot. You guys know yeah. it is a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So imagine how much talking they're doing. So yeah, that that's interesting. I found that uh, they they it's going to be really interesting if this this is going to work out for Rutgers really well. Um, but yeah, Ace is coming to campus this weekend. So like, calm your worries. You're, you're good. Like he's not going anywhere. I said it before, never decommitting pending the whole coaching staff leaving, which is also not happening. Um, now in terms of what else do I got on here? Got a bunch of stuff. 
Uh, Coach Smoke, that is his nickname for Marlon Williamson. Um, very close. Uh, we said it the other day, or yes, God, yesterday, because we record every day now. Um, <laughs> Coach Smoke is very close with Ace Bailey, very close with um, Omar Cooper, who ran AOT, um, very close with everyone there. So, it, like, I talked to someone who's like, everyone I talked to actually about Coach Smoke, they're all like, I was like, well, how, how are you related to him? Like, how do you know him? Like, He's family. He's family. And like, they're obviously like not actual blood family, but they're, yeah. he's literally that close with these guys. Um, so it sounds like a really good get. And um, I was talking to someone today that actually said that you're going to be shocked. Rutgers is going to get some Midwest kids going forward, whether it be Michigan or Minnesota. Um, interestingly enough, I never, I heard Minnesota, which I, I don't know how much talent they have, but they did technically get Antonio Chole from Minnesota, sort of, kind of, not really. But yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think you'll see a more active presence for Rutgers in the Midwest um, with Marlon Williamson, and it's just another reason why Ace Bailey is going to end up at Rutgers um, whenever the signing period is, I, which I actually think the early one is like – when is that? I don't even know. In November. Is that the early one? I thought that was the late one. Yeah, I think it's November. like first yeah. week in all November. Right. So we April. got some time there. But, yeah, you guys can all relax. Uh, Delquan left, but Ace ain't going nowhere. I did have a quick question about uh, Coach Smoke and I guess the transfer portal in general. So Shoot. is Coach Smoke going to possibly help us with anybody in the portal or what's the, the strategy for the portal the rest of the year, given that we kind of need at least probably one or two more guys now? Yeah, so technically um, we just talked about it off pod, but we'll talk about it on pod too. Um, technically there's three ships left, but based on um, good old Pico math, um, <laughs> yeah, Shiano math is dead. It's now Pico math. The N uh, minus one, one math. For yeah, ball, so you know. I still think he keeps one for um for a walk on, whether that be um I think Aiden Terry's still at the team, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're definitely they're still looking towards a forward. Um, they need someone that can fill that role until Mott Mag is healthy. That's that's like a full blown fact. They were looking at forwards before Camp Spencer left, so now it's yeah. like, all right, you got two spots. Now I'm probably gonna look for a guard and a forward. I still think they get a starting shooting guard. I think Paul moves to that three role, even though it's not really a three, whatever you want to call it. I I, I don't care what you call it at this point. Um, I'm trying to think of, so you probably get a guard and a forward and just kind of go from there, but there's really not that many names like out there. And that's, that's the concern right now. Um, I, I really don't know what they're going to do. I know I started digging a little bit deeper and deeper, like looking into a, Long Island's roster, they're so bad. But um, he, but, uh, Coach Williamson was at Long Island, Brooklyn a couple of years ago. So, or two years ago, I guess, right? So, yep. I'm, I'm trying to find any connections whatsoever. Now, it doesn't have to technically have a connection, I guess, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't really know uh, where they're going to go. There's no names really out there that are significant. I mean, Cam Spencer is one of, one of, if not the best guard in the portal currently. Like, yeah, he's definitely up there. I think the Vanderbilt guard that's in there too is really good. Um, yeah, but to have a guy of Cam's caliber in the portal this late is uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty rare. It's not um, good. It's definitely not good. Um, and I, I also think this will become, unfortunately, a regular occurrence where grad transfer portal guys who are savvy will wait on the sidelines. You know, maybe not be fully, fully into the idea of transferring and then wait till the portal window closes and see what comes to them because 
in the way it sounds, yeah. Cam's going to get like a, you know, at least 250 from the last number I heard. Um, I'd say that's about right. So, and from what I heard also, I, I recently, uh, I won't say where, but I recently <laughs> heard from a source that, you know, the transfer portal is where the real money is in college basketball recruiting right now. Yeah. Like a guy like fact. Pete Nance who went from Northwestern to UNC got like 800 K and that's not just like bullshit money. He, he got 800 K for one year. So a lot of these guys are getting like serious, serious NIL offers. Like some of it's been reported. Some of it hasn't. And I'm also hearing from the same source that, that Rutgers has NIL. Like it's not, they don't spend it in the same way that like sec schools spend where they just kind of throw a ton of money at everybody mm-hmm. but it wouldn't surprise me if there was some kind of money set aside for certain players like for example like if cliff comes back he's gonna need an nil deal and he can get one and with that little travel thing he can get one he hasn't entered the portal and he hasn't graduated so he can't do the same thing cam just did but you got to take care of cliff you mm-hmm. got to be ready for the Dylan Ace situation next year. So you need money set aside for that. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if there was money that was earmarked for certain things. Now, I do still think that NIL is a problem. NIL is not up to snuff for Rutgers the way it should be for a program of its relative stature. It's a Big Ten school. Mm-hmm. It's had a lot of success in a lot of big programs. So there's no doubt that it has to get better. But I do think that it's not as bad as the doom and gloom would indicate right now because they have fought off. Like you said, they staved off the hyenas for Sam Brown. They staved off the hyenas for Aaron Lewis. They staved Mo-wat off the hyenas <laughs> for Moat Mag. Yeah. Like we've Rutgers has played pretty good defense in terms of keeping kids on campus. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we got burned. So that's why everybody's up in arms a bit. But it obviously is a problem. Like if, if Rutgers had the kind of NIL that a, a Kansas had, there's no way that Cam Spencer leaves. So it's yeah. it's tough because Cam's going to go to the biggest deal he gets that can give him a shot at, uh, you know, possibly winning a title. And I think I, I want to shout out Aaron Brightman because he's done some great reporting on the whole Cam Spencer situation. He had that information pretty early. Um, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's it's easy to go really hard to one way or the other. When things are really good, it's easy to like talk about how you know it's going to be a national title year. When things are going bad, it's easy to say shut down the program. It's really hard to stay in the middle. So I think it, I challenge everyone to try and look at things from both sides of this current situation and not just think like we're fucked because we have no NIL. We do have some. It's not where it needs to be, but we do have some resources. Yeah, so you know, I was just peeking through our little transfer tracker on our uh, the main rivals website. Actually, it's on our website too. Uh, it's on the homepage. So I'm just looking and I'm like, huh, who are the available shooting guards? Not many, number one, um, that are ranked, so to speak. So number 109 in the transfer portal rankings, though, Luther Muhammad. Why does that sound familiar? Is he Jersey guy, State? Hudson Catholic, played at uh, – he's from Irvington, actually. Played at uh, Ohio State, then played at Arizona State. Okay. That's now, mind you, he he's been – Dinged up a little bit. He hasn't played a whole lot. I mean, he's played significant games. He just hasn't done much in those games. Uh, when he did get minutes, though, he averaged seven point six his freshman year, and he's got skills. Like it's not like he's a nobody. Um, another guy I'd probably keep a close eye on is Sean Duergordon. I don't know if you guys remember him. He's um, 
from Putnam Science Academy, um, everyone's favorite school now because Nadongo. Um, but uh, he ended up going to Missouri and transferred to Austin P. This past season, where he averaged twelve point four as a guard, um, I guess he's technically a forward too. He's like that wing type. He's like a lengthy six five two twenty. Um, but yeah, I mean, shot forty percent from the field. It's, it's another guard dude that could score. Um, plus, Fernandes is going to score a ton, so it's not like it's too crazy to have like a, you don't need a scoring guard, technical or shooting guard, whatever. Um, so it, it's. It's possible. I mean, it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, we'll have to see what happens, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we kind of covered a lot here. Is there anything else we forgot or missed out or you want to talk about before we sign off? Um, don't. Uh, yeah, I want to go back to the NIL talk real quick. Um, NIL versus facilities. That's where it's like, then there's a big debate on the thread. Or, or I saw the thread start like an hour ago. Um, and it's, it's already got 10. Oh, that's more than that. Um, replies. It's just going, it's going to go nuts. I can already tell, but I don't know what the, what the question is there. Um, I mean, what the answer is there because some people want facilities and facilities help you with recruiting. Like facilities help huge in terms of like, for example, Delquan Warren and Ace Bailey. Um, now that being said, I do think Buying teams also helps too, but there, there's facilities do play a role in this. It's not just NIL at the end of the day. You need to be able to recruit these kids still. Um, you have to still have a relationship. Um, it's not just like, here's a bag, come play for me. Like, I've never talked to you ever in my life. Like, no, like, you still have to build that six months to a year relationship with this kid and convince him you're the place because everyone else is offering similar, and I shouldn't say similar, but everyone else, else is offering money too. But there's been so many cases where kids have turned down money. Caleb McConnell and stayed with the person he had a relationship with. Instead, he had a lot of money on the table, decided to stay. Um, now that he's gone, I guess we could just say it. Florida state, like offered him a fuck ton. Like, and then he yeah. ended up staying like, and it's, it's all cause of relationships. And that's what you got to do too. It's not just like you got, some people think it's just so easy. Like here, here's your bag. Like I'm good. And I don't need, I don't care who you are or who the coach is. And it's like, no, you still have to care a little bit. Like, still a place you're going to spend like a year or two at the very minimum. Well, uh, guys, the sky is not falling. Uh, this has been a rough week. It does feel like things are all bad right now, but just kind of zoom out a little bit. Remember where we were and where we are now. And make, uh, I think I got one more place. I got one more little tidbit. I'm going to throw Very out cool. here. Let's see how many people actually listen to this entire pod. Um, if, if you're bored, I found a link to this interesting website and I don't, I, I don't have a username or password for it, but if you're, if you're bored, just go to AECOM sports.com and just let me know what, let me know what you see, because I'm a little intrigued. I happened to stumble upon this thing and I was like, Oh shit, look at this. Mm. So if you guys are bored, if you don't know what Acom sports is by now, you're not listening to our podcast and it's a little disappointing, but um, Acom sports is the, uh, I don't even know what they are partner, I guess. So yeah, we're going to call a, it partner for Rutgers athletics facilities buildings or I thought that they were a design firm or an architect design firm. firm. Maybe that's what it is. I I'm, I'm a, it says our sports and venues are uniquely tailored, blah, blah, blah. They're in charge of making venues in sports. Like their most notable one is probably Barclays. I'm assuming cause it's the picture of their main page, but they have so many facilities. I think they uh, played a hand in the rock and I believe they played a hand in the APC as well, but yeah, you know, I don't know. Just go to that website, see what happens. Um, I don't know. 
<laughs> Maybe right, you can well, find out the username and password for me. Yeah, Richie lobbed a grenade at the end of this pod, but uh, <laughs> we'll see how much blowback that gets. Well, uh, whatever, it happens. You know, I found it. I should hide it better. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, and girls, thanks so much for listening in. Uh, also, yeah, anybody who hasn't given us five stars yet, we would really appreciate it. Um, a lot of you already have. So to the ones who already have, thank you. We're also getting closer and closer to 3,000 subs on the YouTube page. Richie's, you know, just waiting to do that giveaway. We're not right. quite there yet, but you guys are getting slacking. closer and closer. Apparently like. nobody wants free stuff. So if you haven't already, subscribe, like, review, all that social media stuff. Uh, but for me and Richie, this has been another edition of the Airport Podcast. So- Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.